You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Genesis chapter number 6, we'll begin reading in verse number 5. The Bible says, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse number 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them in, with the earth. I'd like to preach a message tonight entitled Lessons from the Time of the Flood. Lessons from the Time of the of the flood. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity that I have to stand behind this pulpit and preach. And Lord, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving, but I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I pray that you would help me as I preach. I pray that we'd be challenged, that we'd be encouraged from your word tonight. I pray that you would bless our time together. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Lessons from the time of the flood. I'd like to start off by saying, number one, sin has consequences. Sin has consequences. And what is sin? We know that sin is a transgression of the law of God. We know that there are sins of commission, which are things that we do that we shouldn't do, that maybe the Holy Spirit reveals, or maybe the Bible is plainly clear about of things that we should not do, or things of omission. And those are things that we should be doing that we're not doing. And, uh, you know, the Bible tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. The Bible says that men ought always to pray. You know, they asked Jesus here on the earth, they said, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus told them, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. You know what? That's a command from God. If we don't do that, that's a sin. And by the way, he said, the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's a command that we have from God. And what is love? And uh, we've been discovering in the Victory Bible class, we've been talking about this subject of love and, and 1 Corinthians 13, that love is uh, patient and love is kind. And that's how we're supposed to treat others. And by the way, why do we do that? Because the Bible says, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one toward another. And by the way, that love is expressed and that's irrelevant of how they treat you. It's all about your reaction to others. And I'm so glad that, you know what, God's love didn't stop just because we messed up in our lives and we offended God. I'm so glad that God loves us no matter what, amen? And by the way, we love Him because He first loved us. 
But uh, we talk about sin. Sin has consequences. In Romans 3.23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. I see under this sin has consequences that, first of all, God saw. Look at verse number 5. The Bible says, And God, what's the next word? Let's try it again. Verse number 5, the third word there, And God And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Look at verse number 12. The Bible says here, in God, what's the next word there? In God looked. So God saw and God looked. And let me just say this. God sees everything. And by the way, not not only does he see everything, God is looking. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4, 22, there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither is there anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Proverbs 15 and verse number 3, the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Second Chronicles 16, 9, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Zechariah 4.10, the Bible says, The eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. Let me just say this, that no matter if anybody else sees, God sees everything. The Bible says that God saw. We said that sin has consequences. You know what I like to just highlight here? That there's a spiritual significance with sin. A spiritual significance. I see, first of all, there's a hindrance. What happens when we sin? You know what? It puts a rift with our fellowship with God. The Bible says in Psalm 66, 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Isaiah 59 and verse number 2, the Bible says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. You know what? There's no sin in my life that's worth having a hindered prayer. But do you realize that if we harbor sin, if we allow sin to be manifested in our lives, whether that sin is bitterness or whether that sin is anger or whatever that sin is, maybe somebody's offended you or maybe you've done something and it's upset you. But let me just say this. If we allow that sin a foothold in our life, the Bible says that our prayers can literally be hindered as a result of that. I don't know about you, but you know what? There's no sin that's worth hindering my prayers to God. Do you know, uh, uh, there was a time that we were even in college and there was a tragedy that happened and the ambulance came and shuttled somebody away and they didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember having a conversation with a family member around that time and that family member said, you know what, I'm so glad that at that point in time, I didn't have a bunch of sin that I knew of in my life that I had to pray and get right with God before I could pray for that family member. And let me just say this, you know what, I don't want it to be the case that there's a tragedy or there's a difficulty or there's a trial that comes in my life and the first thing that I have to do before I can pray for that, before I know that I can get a hold of God, that I have to pray and confess and ask God to forgive me for sins that I know that I've had in my life. You know what, friend, it's not worth it. Let's get right with God with our sin. Sin has consequences. There's a hindrance. You know what, sin has a spiritual significance. There's a hurt. Look at verse number 6. The Bible says here, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And watch what it says here, And it grieved him at his heart. Grieving can be described as deep sorrow or hurt or even pain. When speaking about the children of Israel, the Bible says in Psalm seventy-eight forty, how often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the wasteland. Ephesians 4.30, the Bible says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed 
unto the day of redemption. You know, one of the things growing up, there, were, there, uh, there may have hypothetically been some times that I had correction growing up. Uh, we won't talk about how often that was or how many times that occurred, but uh, we'll just say that I'm thick-headed, amen, as, as, as some of you are as well. And, uh, but you know what? One of, the, one of the biggest things of correction in my life was just when I disappointed my parents. And just that look of disappointment and knowing that the things that they had instilled in me and knowing the things that they had trained in me and knowing the things that I've heard and knowing what I should do that I wasn't doing and just that look of disappointment set in and it was a hurt to me. And you know what, as I read this verse and I read about that God sees and God saw the wickedness in the earth and it repented the Lord and it grieved him at his heart. Do you realize, friend, that, that we can, with our sin, we can literally grieve the Holy Spirit of God with our sin. I can't imagine that, that God in heaven, who created us, who, who loves us, who gave his son to die for us, that he'd look at this earth and he'd say, man, I wish I would have never done it because they've just gone away. They've gone away with their sin. I don't want to disappoint my heavenly father. Sin has a spiritual significance. You know what? Sin also has a current condemnation. Look at, uh, you know, God, not only did God see, we, we mentioned that. Look at verse number seven. The Bible says, and the Lord, what's the next word there? Said. So not only do we see that God saw, you know what? God also spoke. In verse number 13, the Bible says, and God said unto Noah. And let me just say this. God is not silent regarding our sin. God sees it and God is going to deal with it. The Bible says you reap what you sow. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. Oh, we, friend, we may, have, we may have the world fooled. We may have everybody around us fooled, but we're not fooling a holy God. We're not fooling our Savior when it comes to our lives and when it comes to our sin. You know, I read a statement, and I'll quote. This isn't original with me, but I thought it was good. It said, in addition to Noah's proclamations to the unbelieving world of his day, he was also uh, preaching through his actions. In the very construction of the ark, Noah bore witness to righteousness and obedience to God. Every hammer blow, every pounding of a nail was a call to repentance and a declaration that judgment was coming. But yet the people at the time, they completely missed it. And as he, as the Bible says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, imagine that as he's building that ark and that ark is being constructed over that long period of time, approximately 100 years as he's building that ark, the Bible doesn't list that, any, that he had any converts during that time aside from his family who got onto the ark with him. Ecclesiastes 7.17 says, Be not, over much, uh, wicked, uh, be, be not overcome with much wicked, neither be thou foolish, why shouldest thou die before thy time? You know what? There's a current condemnation with sin. The condemnation or the consequences here in this text is God judged the earth with a flood and, and, and began again. But you know what? The Bible gives many examples in life where sin led to a premature death. I think of two believers, Ananias and Sapphira, who died prematurely because they lied to God about the price of some land that they had sold. You know, Ephesians 6, verse number 1, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and the mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. And verse number 3 says, That it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long 
on the earth. And I truly believe, based on some of these scripture passages and the flood and Ananias and Sapphira, and the Bible says dying before your time, that you know what, there may come a point in time that it's like, hey, you know what, it's enough. And our life here is ended and our influence is ended as a direct result of the condemnation of sin. Let's not let sin get a foothold in our lives. There's a spiritual significance with sin. There's a current condemnation. But you know what? There's a foretelling future as well. The Bible alludes to Noah and to Lot on several different occasions in the New Testament. In Luke 17, and verse number 26, the Bible says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. But here's the future proclamation. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Let me just say this, that judgment is coming for sin. Every message that is preached, just like Noah was building that ark, and we mentioned that every Every time that a nail was driven with a hammer, every time that a message is preached, every time that somebody has the opportunity to hear the gospel is a declaration that judgment is coming. The Bible says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. We shouldn't put it off for tomorrow. We should get right with God today. Sin has consequences. Number two, thank God for his grace. Do you know what, although we have a passage that may uh, seem sober because of the condition of the people, it was violence, they were wicked, and it repented the Lord that he had made man, and what an awful time. But you know what, even during this time of wickedness, I still see God's mercy and God's grace. And you know what, I'm so thankful that I liken that time to America today or even to my life that, you know, Paul said the things that, that I think I should be doing or the things that I don't do or the things that I don't do or the things that I should be doing. And I, I feel like that often in my life. And, but you, you know what, I'm thankful for God's mercy and for God's grace. You say, how do you see that? Look at verse number three. The Bible says, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now you can look at that and say, okay, well, after the flood, you know, people only lived a hundred and twenty years. Well, that's not really factual because Noah lived over nine hundred years, and several people around that time lived for hundreds of years. I believe that this scripture is saying that God literally put a number on the days of the people who were still around at that time. We see a few verses before that Noah was 500 years old. When he finished and went into the ark, he was 600 years old. And uh, so we've got there, uh, I believe, 120 years that basically Noah preached righteousness and that people heard and had the opportunity to get saved, but they didn't turn. They continued in their witnesses. Now, here's the question for you. How many days do you have? How many days do you have to get right with God? I, now, we don't even have a 20, 120 years to begin with. But at the same time, let me just encourage you to get right with God today. Grace is unmerited, undeserved favor found with God. And even with this devastating outlook, God still displayed patience and mercy. 
You know what? If God wanted to, he could have just said, it's over. And spared Noah and spared his family and just said, forget it. But he still gave them time. And I'm thankful for God's mercy and for God's grace. I'm thankful that it wasn't the case that the first time that I heard the gospel, that that wasn't it. I'm thankful that I heard it many times, amen? And I had the scripture passages memorized, but I'm thankful for somebody's faithfulness to continuing to give the gospel. and didn't even realize, as I mentioned on Sunday, that they were talking to me. But you know what? That is the opportunity that we have to tell others the good news, to tell others the gospel. You say, well, I've told them it before. Well, you know what? Well, praise the Lord for his mercy that maybe they get to hear it again. Just because judgment or consequences are not immediate, we shouldn't think that we got away with it or think that God's okay with it. Sometimes we think that, oh, this person's doing this and living in sin and we don't see instant judgment. That, that's okay, that God's okay with that. Well, that's not the case. That's it all, judgment is coming. The Bible says in Numbers 32 and verse number 23, be sure your sin will find you out. I'm thankful for God's long suffering. I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful for God's forgiveness in my life. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I like the song that says, were it not for grace, I could tell you where I'd be. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.20, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, specifically mentions God's long suffering in the days of Noah. While the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. I'm so glad the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2.4 that God, who have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Our gracious God did not fail to give mankind ample time to repent. However, the Lord's long-suffering is not eternal suffering. Judgment is coming. Sin has consequences. We should thank God for His grace. And lastly, I'd just like to say lessons during the time of the flood is be faithful regardless if you see results or don't understand. Be faithful regardless if you see results or don't understand. You know what? There's a lot of things that we can't do. But one thing that we can do is be faithful. Noah, the Bible says, walked with God. In chapter 5 and verse number 22, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And in verse 24, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. You know what we can do in our lives? We can walk with God. We can be faithful regardless if we don't see results. Are you walking with the Lord? Is there any sin in your life that's unconfessed? In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation where every thought and every imagination was only wicked and evil continually. You know what? Noah stood out. You know what? That's our role. That regardless of what happens around us, regardless of what the county is doing or the city is doing or our friends are doing or what our family's doing, we should still be faithful to God and what we know that we should be doing here in this life. 
We should, the Bible says that we should be salt, that we should be light, that we should be holy, that we should do what's right and be different. 2 Peter 2 and verse number 5 says, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Are we preaching righteousness with our lives? Are we preaching righteousness with our mouths? Is what we're saying backing up, you know, or reinforcing, or reinforced by our actions? And we've often said before that actions speak louder than words. How are our actions this last week? And by the way, it says, be faithful regardless if you see results. I don't see any known converts that are listed in the Bible from Noah's preaching of righteousness. Now, it does say that his family got on the ark and praise the Lord for that. You know, that it wasn't like during the time of Lot that I see that he was telling them to get out of the city. And the Bible says he seemed to them one, as, one that mocked. You know, and I don't see that in this portion of Scripture. And how, what a sad case that would have been if he said, get on the ark. And they would have laughed and said, it seemed as one that mocked. And Noah got on with his wife and his kids perished outside. And by the way, if that's the only one that you're able to get to follow you, it's still worth it. Amen. And by the way, if your family doesn't follow you, it's still worth it to follow God. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven seven, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. So how do we get through it when we don't understand? By faith. How do we get through it when we don't see results? By faith. How do we get through it when the results are not the results that we expected and maybe it's his parents and there's some discouragement or there's some disappointment or there's some waywardness that's going on. What do we do? Continue to be faithful to God. Hey, what do we do when we're facing challenges, when we're facing difficulties, when the world around us seems like it's caving in? Be faithful to God, regardless if we see the results or not. By faith. And by the way, he didn't know. It says of things not yet seen. That's what living by faith is all about. Be faithful. Even if you don't see results or you don't understand. And by the way, it took a long time. A hundred years. And we think sometimes, you know what, if I pray for something, or at least I feel like if I prayed for something for a day or maybe a few days or maybe a week or maybe a few weeks or maybe even a year or a few years, that that's a very long time. And you know what, maybe God just doesn't want to answer that prayer. Or maybe he's already made up his mind. But you know what? A hundred years he worked on this ark. His family was saved as a direct result of his faithfulness. And you never know what your faithfulness will do with your family. You never know what your faithfulness will do for your friends or for your uh, future or for those that are around. And by the way, we have influence in our lives. Are we being faithful to God? Now, we're going to falter along the way. We're going to fail. We're going to say things. We're going to do things. But you know what? The result is to get back up and get back on track. Lessons from the flood, the time of the flood, there are consequences to sin. God sees. And by the way, God speaks as well. Thank God for his mercy and be faithful regardless if you see the results or don't understand. You know, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. Let's think about these things as we think about 
the time of the flood and the wickedness that took place there. You know what? Sin has consequences, and God sees it. You know what? Judgment is coming. It's time to get right. The Holy Spirit deals with about something. It's time for us to get right. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Thank God for His grace and be faithful regardless if you see the results or don't understand. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.